on today's episode of drunk dudes talking wrestling i am back uh i had a quick hiatus last week i'm probably gonna have another one next week who knows either that or i'll be on and i will have absolutely zero knowledge of what happened uh in the world of wrestling that week so uh stay tuned for that uh we have a little bit of news today some some stuff out of nxt some name changes in wwe some bret hart things and then we're going to move into our retro beer ratings for WrestleMania 15. I would say one of the best one, best retro pay-per-views we've watched to date. Oh, yeah. Question? Yeah. Uh, and then the weekly recap. And then we'll close out and get on out of here. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at DDT WrestlePod. You guys ready to go? Yep. Let's go. Welcome into episode 53 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I am Dylan, joined by Joe and Chad. How is everyone doing? Wonderful. I feel like shit, dude. But I'm doing all right. That's not good and good, I guess. Right? Yeah, sure. Maybe. Sure. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to start before you guys get into the news here, because... I honestly didn't really have any news, but you guys said you did. Um, just some corrections from last week, as I since I was the one that edited the show. I just wanted to point out where you guys were stupid. Impossible. All right. First one, Joe has zero idea how time zones work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we admitted to that. That wasn't a mistake. You admitted to it. I that was just something down. I wrote down. That was just something I wrote down. I thought we could revisit that, but yeah, I thought that was funny. The, the other stuff I wrote down, uh, Taker, Mankind, Hell in a Cell was not the first. I think you guys said it was the first. No, it's Shawn Michaels. Well, I, I'm just, I, I wrote these down as I listened back to it. So you just have to listen back to the tape, dude. Um, I got really drunk last week, so. I plan on doing that during these couple hours here while we're doing this one. Yes. I'm uh I'm in high altitude, Colorado. Horrible nice. Wi-Fi. Dude, you went you smoking left. weed? No, I yeah, no. Not you went left. Weed. So therefore you're two hours ahead, right? What's it like no, nine o'clock at night you're, over? You're there? behind. <laughs> <laughs> it is four four twenty one. We were so oh, close. It was four twenty. Four twenty. Um p.m here so it's uh evening time for you guys a little bit um but yeah other stuff the rock 
I think you guys he said you guys said he debuted in 97. It was total, totally 96. Um, and then the other thing that we hate, I don't know how you guys missed it, but the zombie lumberjack match. I can't believe we forgot that either. That's like the worst one of all. I'd rather watch Jinder Mahal a hundred times than that zombie lumberjack <laughs> again. I honestly like <sighs> I saw someone post online this week that they thoroughly enjoyed the Jinder Mahal WWE title run. And I was like, you know, it wasn't the worst. I can name worse I, in, ones. In the moment, I fucking hated it. Because looking I looking back on why, it, because you hated it so much, it was good. I knew why they were doing it, though. I think that was the reason I hated it so much is because they, they, they didn't think that Jinder was championship material. They, they wanted fans from India. They, want, they just wanted to garner more fans from India. That was the only reason. I think because of the, the work that some of the people he faced did, you know, AJ, Shinsuke, uh, Randy Orton, those matches weren't terrible. And that wasn't the worst title run I've ever seen. Yeah, not terrible, but they weren't like, there was not a single like awesome match either. They were all average at best. Yeah, that's true. Uh, would you like to get into some of the other news from the week? Let's do it. Kushida. He's gone. He's gone. Quietly gone. Quietly what walked out it? the front door. Do we know what's up with that? Well, he had Where? to walk out the front door so he could walk through the forbidden door. Ooh. Whoa. We'll get into that later. Yeah. <clears throat> the rumor mill I saw was that they uh, were never planning on re-signing him, and they were always planning on letting it end when it ended because – they're still trying to get into those NXT budget cuts. That's wild to me with how much they've cut already. That would be make no sense to me. They, they have to cut the budget for Cody's pyro. <laughs> That's true. It is aggressive, isn't it? It's, a, it's ridiculous. It's awesome. You love it. I love it. It's great. We love Cody. We've always loved Cody. I don't think there's ever been any slander, Cody slander on this podcast, right? Yeah, yeah it's true. Sweet adrenaline um, in my soul. <laughs> I want you to know I told my fucking Cody Rhodes. I want you to know I told my wife this week my favorite parts of the podcast are when Joe starts singing random things. The, the other week when he started, he just started singing the intro song. That was my favorite opener of all time. Just randomly. <laughs> um, and the other stuff you guys wanted to get into was the name changes. Yeah. Well, we already talked about a couple of them. Like talked about all girl. of them on SmackDown, right? We talked about Butch. Yeah, you butch. got that Butch one. And Raquel Gonzalez. You mean Rodriguez? Oh, yeah. Totally. See, see, now I'm so used to Rodriguez. I'm uh I thought it was the other way. So I guess I guess we're sold. I guess we're <laughs> sold on that one. Put a check in that racist box. <laughs> <laughs> the uh the report this week was that Vince Vince has gotten to the point where he's hundred percent decreed that unless they're a big-time player on the main roster, that if they are going by their real name or their indie name, they're going to change. And no one will come from NXT with their original name from the indie scene or their real names. So we saw some crazy ones in the last two weeks that we already talked about on SmackDown. Plus, uh, Kaylee Ray is now Alba Fire, which is awful. This is very bad. Is it F-Y-R-E? F-Y-R-E, yep, like Fire Festival. Uh, that's, the only way, that's the only way to spell it. Um, you've got Raquel, uh, I mean, not Raquel. Um, you've got 
uh, Raul Mendoza, who's uh, Cruz del Toro, which is awful. <laughs> Casey Cantanzaro is her real name, so now she's Katana Chance. I don't Ooh. mind that one. I mean, it still keeps give the Katana a chance. A chance. I'll yeah, give, give a Katana chance. a chance. I think Alba Fire is by far the Alba worst. Alba Fire one. is the worst one by far. <laughs> it's terrible. By far. That's awful. You already saw Pretty Deadly change their names from their indie names. This week on NXT. I didn't even, I didn't even know them, though. So, like, it doesn't matter to me. Sure. Um, I think they just took an opportunity with them debuting to, to switch it up. Yeah. But um, it's not Grizzle Young Veterans anymore. It's Gibson it's not? and Drake. It's Gibson and Drake. I saw because, that. I saw it. that. You know, nothing's nice about this anymore. Hmm. GYV is not G- grizzled or young anymore. Or veterans. They're, They're not veterans. None of the three. None of the They're thrice. actually just jobbers now. Yeah, they job What's to the ve- the veterans formerly to? known as grizzled and young. Who'd they lose to? Legato. Legato. Yeah. All right. Who have um, been jobbing for everyone else recently. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, and then the last little bit, uh, the whole Bret Hart thing. We were just talking about it right before we started. Yeah. So. Uh, Let's start with uh, things that we we know are confirmed. I'm, now I guess we don't anymore. But there's this indie show that FTR is wrestling at that uh, Bret Hart was advertised as their manager for the indie show. So that's the exciting part is that we were we've all been speculating Bret Hart is uh, is going to manage for FTR. But Chad's got some uh, some rain for our parade. Some breaking news I saw just today. This like <clears throat> ten o'clock this morning it first broke. That there is rumor that while AEW was pro- aggressively seeking to sign Bret Hart for a manager contract to manage FTR full time, um, it has been reported today that he quietly signed a very lucrative WWE Legends deal instead and now will not be showing up on AEW. Oof. Oof. But, but. Counterpoint. Now we get to see him at Legends Night on Raw when Randy Orton beats up all the legends. <laughs> It'll be him yeah. and the most recent signing, the Hurricane, who also signed a Legends contract <laughs> this week. <laughs> Hopefully, we the most random. They always bring back the most random people for that. Ooh, I missed the I missed the Boogeyman. Let's let's get him back too. Yeah. Well, like Boogeyman last Legends there. Night, they had last Alicia Legends Fox? Night they had Mark Mark Henry and Big Show on it, and we see where they went. Yeah. Yeah, remember Alicia Fox showed up for Legends Night because that's what I think when I think Real WWE Legend, Legend is her. <laughs> and uh, shit, fuck! Now I already forgot her name. Royal Rumble this year, Cameron. No, no, the one that they kept WWE saying Legend. This, this girl, Summer Rae, Summer Rae, Summer Rae. <laughs> Summer Rae. Was she called a legend? We talked about yeah, we her? talked about it for weeks. Yeah, rem- remember you drew her for the Royal Rumble drawing. Yeah, thanks for reminding you me. Got WWE, you got WWE Legend Summer Ray. She lasted about 15 seconds. It wasn't very long, no. Um, should we get into these retro beer ratings? That's this my, was a that's fun my, one. What, wait, that's my record, too. <laughs> what? Lasting about 15 <laughs> seconds. I got it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a sexual joke. I get it. He's quick. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> I I was but seriously. I was should we get into this? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. All right. Um, I have so many signs. Yeah, there I are a lot tons. of signs, 
And I think we should start with signs instead of start doing the first match <laughs> and then get doing signs. That's a good point. That's 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 a pretty good idea. Let's do it the right way. Um I'll let I'll let you guys start. Can I, can I start we with had a couple one? people we had a couple we had a couple people outed. Yeah, go ahead. I had I found one and I think it's my favorite one of all time. This dude just posted had a sign that said I toss salad. Yep. Yeah, but, but it was like it was like never showing normal. It was it was always like it was the back of his sign and it was upside down when all people were entering. So I yeah. really wanted to know what the front of his sign said. It's almost like he didn't want anyone to know, but he was like, I'm going to hide it on the back of the sign for only the camera to maybe catch a glimpse for of. the hard cam yeah. for the hard cam to see. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Awesome. Uh, mine is uh, one of the last signs I saw at the, the celebration for the main event. There was a guy in the front row that was holding a sign that says, I have to poop. Oh, yeah, I got that one. <laughs> yep. That was my favorite one. Um, Let's see. I'll go with, I had one that said, um, I had, so this is like a combination here. So there was a, there was a sign. It was like in the, in the back a little bit to the right when the hard cam was pointing at the, the ring, there was a sign with a, uh, the letters K and C and a down arrow pointing at KC. I'm assuming that was the person's name. And right next to it was a guy with a sign that said, KC is fat. <laughs> yeah, I saw KC is fat. Uh, so we've seen Joe with a down arrow. Or sorry, damn it. We've seen Dylan with a, a down arrow and we've seen Chad with a down arrow. I saw a Joe with a down arrow this time. So now we're all covered. We've all been to these retro pay-per-views. Yeah. I don't remember seeing a Dylan down arrow, but I remember. I'll take your word for it. Did uh, have y'all ever met Gabby before? No. <laughs> Gabby has nice boobs. I know where you're going with this one. <laughs> yep. There was a sign Saw that said that Gabby has nice boobs, and I don't know who Gabby is, but apparently, very nice. Good for her. Good for her. Very nice. Uh, um, I actually had, I had a sign that I had a lot of problems with. Go it ahead. Was about Kane. Oh, oh during, yeah, yeah, I have it that was one. Very, very sensitive subject there. Yeah. Um, not going to say what it said. Uh, I am actually a little upset that some that this person like didn't get their sign like ripped out of their hand. And then I thought, you know what? 90s wrestling. Uh, but there was a sign that said big red and then the R word for mentally it's challenged people. Yeah, I'm not going to say it, but that's just wrong. Glad I'm not the only one to cross that one. We always we we do the sign okay. segment. I mean, it was hard to miss it. It was right in front. Uh, we always do the sign segment to point out signs that we like. But I wanted to point this one out and say, "Fuck you, dude." I also love Kane. We prefer we prefer to call him Derpy Kane. Yeah, Derpy Kane is good. <laughs> I don't like Mayor Kane. Mayor Kane sucks. Mayor Kane sucks. Derpy Kane's pretty cool. Okay, yeah, I got you. I got one. That uh, probably hurts Brock Lesnar's feelings. It says Sable's older than dirt. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and she Did is so that? much older than Brock. Yeah, she's like 15 years older than Brock. <clears throat> Did you see the one about Deborah yeah, and how much she costs per hour? No, how much does she cost? Oh, no, I did not. It's a Deborah 316 per hour. <laughs> Deborah 316 <laughs> at the bottom is a per hour. <laughs> nice. Um, couple other ones uh i had i saw a guy that 
really hates the painting company AC Moore. Yeah, yeah. The sign that says AC suck. Moore sucks. <laughs> <laughs> they fucked his house up. It was just like right, right the day before WrestleMania 15. So AC, he bought some AC Moore paint and it just it just ruined his house. So he decided to just get that out there on pay per view. I got one for Dylan since he's in Colorado right now. It said Stoned Cold 420. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wish I could say that I am that, but I'm not. I'm uh, I'm kind of um surprised you guys haven't named my second favorite one so far. There was one that said saggy Ooh. nipples. Saggy nipples. That's all it said. I didn't see that. Saggy nipples. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and then uh, I'll I'll finish mine out with the uh, two people that were outed. Um, one <laughs> McMahon is gay, yep. and then the second one was up by the entrance that said Cheeks is gay. Who's Cheeks? Cheeks, is? Cheeks. I don't know who Cheeks is, but he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> That's not shocking right. with that nickname. Uh, finished mine out. I got suck it, Shane. Sorry, yeah. Chad. Yeah. Uh, I, I got a too. we we want Hitman back. Chris has stones, yep. and I feel bad for Chris because, you know, the only thing I could think of is cr- kidney stones. So, and then <laughs> one uh, one that said drunk in big letters, and it might have said something underneath it, but I, I only saw the drunk, and I I, I identified with that sign. I connected I, uh, with that one. I connected, yeah. <laughs> drunk. I got three, three more, or two more that I can't believe y'all didn't see. Uh, there was one in the very front behind the ring that said pork is kosher. And I don't know yeah, why. Okay. <laughs> I, I do have some more. I do have some more. I haven't said all mine yet, but yeah, I had pork is kosher. Pork is kosher, which, okay, got it. Moving on. And then, <laughs> yeah, thank you, sir. <laughs> um, there was one that had a picture of Cartman and said, oh my God, Raw killed Nitro, you bastard. And I thought that was a pretty <laughs> good idea. That's funny. Good. I couldn't make out the words on that one, um, but I, I, I saw that one. I will I will close mine out because the rest of mine aren't the best. But um, I had one that said Chris Kirkland is fat and drunk. No idea who that is. It's probably a nice guy. Um, We're I, also I saw now. one that said Let's do it. Let's do it doggy style. Uh, one that said Shafty Dust. <laughs> and then the last one I saw on the night that said John is a booty poo. <laughs> he is. I don't know what that is. Totally is. It was booty. It was booty spelled B O O D Y. Poo. Booty, <laughs> booty poo. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. They were so random. That's why I didn't say them yet. But I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, yeah. Let's get into the matches. Uh, the first one, we had a triple threat hardcore championship match between Al Snow, Hardcore Holly, and Billy Gunn. The badass. Um, it was. And now I don't want to spoil anything for later, but I thought Jr. was back during this entire pay per view. I was very mistaken. Yeah, because I, I I thought that's what we had talked about way back in the day when it was that he, he returns his, at Mania. But yeah, we'll I thought, yeah, I just thought he was there for the whole thing. That was rough. Um, 
And then also Bob Holly is hardcore Holly now. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said last week is th- this, this might be when he becomes hardcore Holly. It makes the official change here to hardcore Holly and a match that really epitomized what a hardcore match of the nineties was like when they continuously hitched each other with things like broomsticks and hockey we, sticks. We saw the, we saw the use of refreshments as weapons during this <laughs> match. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I just want to say and, during and the, obviously, during, obviously head. Yeah. I just want to say during the re-listen I did of uh, last week's episode, I really appreciated Chad's connection to the Mississippi River as the most literal sense of use of the environment. <laughs> I, I don't think I appreciated it enough when you said it last week, but it was it was good. <laughs> the fact yeah. that you didn't automatically say we, we that's automatically use of the environment, it's the fucking river. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite literally the environment. <laughs> there was none of that in this match, but I did. Uh, there was a lot of other they referenced it. They did call it out, yeah. They referenced the, yeah. Um, Billy Gunn hits a Famouser on a chair and uh, goes for the pin, and Hardcore Holly comes in and steals the pin, and he's the new champ. Is that the first time we see the Famouser? Because there was commentary on that where uh, I think it was King was like, that's called a Famouser, by the way. I thought we'd seen that before. Oh, I don't know. I mean, we've seen it. I don't know if the name was applied to it. Maybe. Yeah, I think that I think that uh, that might be the the official naming of the famouser. Yeah, he was telling Cole. Huh. Uh, Michael Cole doesn't know anything. This so. Quote I had from this match was actually a Michael Cole a Michael Cole quote, and uh, Al Snow hits Hardcore Holly with with head. And Michael Cole says, Hardcore Holly got head, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> I was very surprised. Nice. Um, I got I got four beers for this match. Yeah. Good yeah. start to the show. So many, so much, so much weapon use. Mm-hmm. Very much weapon use. And continue continue this weapon use. Yeah, there was like a whole beer of just broomstick hits. Yeah, I think, and then another one of hockey that. stick. <laughs> it was just ridiculous. All in all, not a bad match though. I got, I was impressed by Al Snow especially during this match. Yeah, still not. Yeah, he was probably he was probably. I don't know. I feel like all of them were, but yeah, Al Snow. We've seen a lot. We saw a lot more out of him in this match than we have in the past. Though, I would say. Ooh, nice one. Thanks. It's a white claw. <laughs> Ew, the surges too. That's nasty, dude. <sighs> it's what's in the fridge. It's gross. I can't believe you're doing that. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, Dylan. Uh, that's fine. Uh, second match of the night was D'Lo Brown, and I heard his music hit, and I wrote D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry, and then I was very surprised when it wasn't Mark Henry who walked out next. It was actually Test. And they were going up for the WWF Championship versus Jade or Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart. Apparently, they were determined to be the number one contenders by a pre-show battle royale. With the last two became the number one contenders for the tag team titles, and D'Lo yep. and Test just had to learn to cooperate because of a yeah, battle and they, royale. 
were we were begging the question, can they coexist? <laughs> and uh, turns out they couldn't. They could not. This is our first picture of test, isn't it? No, we've seen test before. Have we seen test? No, we've seen test. Yeah, I don't remember tests. At any other he was in a couple like a, a couple of pay per views ago. Nice. He did. Truth. Yeah, that is a that is a fact. <laughs> I got a Jerry Lawler quote for this one. Um, telling saying that Deborah had some tremendous assets. Just horny Jerry Lawler as always. Yeah. So so my my one note of this match is that D'Lo is a lot better than he was at Mania last year. I don't think D'Lo ever becomes a great wrestler, but I think he, he looked remember, a lot better. I don't even remember what he did last year at Mania. Last year he was still with with uh was last year when Nation started breaking up and we had we had uh him with the rock versus I don't think so. No. It was some yeah, I don't I don't I remember no right idea. now. There's only there's I mean there's a few ways we could find out, but I'm too busy drinking. <laughs> That's all right, bud. Uh um, you said you had notes for this match? Uh yeah, a surprising fun fact from this match that they called out during the show. This was Owen Hart's tenth WrestleMania. Also his final. But it was just surprising that this was his 10th one. I just, it's crazy to think like how long he had been wrestling already at this point. Yeah. I was wrong. D'Lo Brown just was with, uh, was with the rock when the rock de- defeated Shamrock last year. Oh, that's okay though. Chad, what do you got for this match? You've been quiet. Which match is this? D'Lo and <laughs> your boy J- J- Jeffrey J. That's double J. J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T. Double T. Okay. I was worried if it was one T or two Ts, but now it's settled. Uh, how close are we to losing Owen Hart at these pay-per-views? Really close. Uh, oh, that was something I meant to look up last week. I'm pretty sure Over the Edge is a couple pay-per-views away. Oh, Jesus. Well, I could be very wrong, though. I think it, it's either like in May of 99 or it's in like December of 99. Oh, jeez. I think it's May. We're in the year, though. Uh, like I think we have Backlash and then Over the Edge. Oh jeez. Okay. But like I told Joe earlier, I'm I'm too busy drinking to look that up. Well, now I'm con- now I'm concerned. I don't want to see that. So I don't think well, they'll actually show they, it to us. I don't think. It. I know. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna. Sh- I don't think you're gonna see it, dude. Um, it's uh, Jeff it's backlash, Jeff, then Jared, then no mercy, then over the edge. By the way. Okay. What is that? That looks like dork. Uh, that is a very that is a very dork beer. T oh Trace Leches. It's a Mexican Alco stout, some... Imperial Stout with chocolate. Nice. That sounds 
Disgusting. 8.5%. It's delicious. Do you not like dark beers? Damn, that's no. like my 8% Damn. White Claw surge. Yeah, but mine tastes way better than that. That's garbage. <laughs> Yours sucks, and mine tastes like chocolate. <laughs> eh, you know. Shall we move on to the worst part of the match, which is almost as bad as a White Claw surge? Was it PMS yes. showing up? What? Did they show up? The worst part of the match? No, the worst match of no, the night. No, they did. Oh, wait, we got to close out the last one. Um, Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart win the match, and it got a beer. Uno yes, Biro. we can... We can we can move on to the uh, the brawl for all. This was bad. I mean, we've all seen the Dark Side <laughs> of the Ring episode, right? Mm. If you haven't, watch it. Why don't you give us some the Cliff Notes version of that in case I forgot? It was basically a whole episode that stated like um, how the brawl for all was a bad idea, and Vince Russo and all the writing staff were on the episode, and they they basically just like got them all to sign waivers and they all decided they were going to do real boxing matches with people who've never boxed before. And the whole point was eventually they were going to have butter be in the ring and Bart Gunn, who's literally never boxed before happened to win over a bunch of people. He wasn't supposed to win and had to face butter bean. And, um, he got knocked the ever living fuck out. That turned out. Yeah. I remember that actually. Yeah. Dude I got destroyed in the face. In 35 I, I, seconds. I knew I knew what was coming and still was like, oh my fucking God. I think in the episode they literally aired the entire match that ended the pay-per-view. I don't remember. But Bart Gunn is the one that's like super fucked up now, right? It's like in a wheelchair. Oh, I don't like, remember. There was somebody in Brawl for All that's like in a wheelchair now that like the Brawl for All like fucked them up. That's wild. Yeah, I, a, I don't know. I'm going to Google that. Ask Jeeves it. I could be very wrong. <laughs> I could be very wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. I'm usually right sometimes. Uh, this, uh, this got a quarter beer. It was terrible. But funny kind of it was not bark gun but i'm looking it up keep going keep going i'll look it up all right well the next match was for uh the determination of who was going to be the special guest referee in the main event of wrestlemania and it was big show versus mankind um one thing I wanted to point out was Big Show has the Vince McMahon music. Everybody, like, unless they're they're big in the corporation, they all had it. I mean, that's what Shane entered with, too. Yeah, that's true, yeah. It's really the corp the corporation music, yeah. He was also um, called Big Show Paul White still at this point. Yeah. Yeah, so this match was pretty good. It's Big Show's first match on a pay-per-view so even though i knew how this this match ended because I've, I've seen the main event for this mania before i was still surprised that that paul white was going to lose his pay-per-view debut when you like i don't know like when you have when you have a big name like for example paul white was a big signing from wcw 
that was coming to WWF. And that, like, I would expect that to be the same as people coming over from AEW to WWE right now. Is they're going to give him some amount of special treatment. But yeah. maybe since he wasn't the first one to do it, um, he was not looked at in the same light. Or maybe they just wanted to turn him face, which ended up being the, the case in this match. Um, yeah, it's probably that, just that storytelling. Reminds me, that actually reminds me, like, are we not, like, really fucking close to Chris Jericho in WWF right now? Oh, we are. We are. It's 1999. He's, like, I'm pretty, like, isn't he, like, a couple weeks away? Like, we might see him at Backlash? I thought he debuted in 2000. Isn't because it was the Y2K No, stuff. he debuted in 99. It was Y2K. So they said he was oh, going to Oh, it might deb- be at the end of this year. I think it's at the end of this year, beginning of next year. Okay. That's a good okay. point. I don't know when his debut was, but Chris Jericho really is the is the, the ultimate turn face, isn't he? Like, huge turn name code? from... Turncoat, is that what you mean? Turn Turncoat, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I said, even. I don't know what you heard. You, you must be on some face. kind. Of, yeah, you must you, be on. You, yeah, you already said you're a little delayed, so it must be that. Because I said turncoat, and then you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, I have the answers speak. from the question we asked earlier. If you want it, go ahead. I want to know if he said turn face or turncoat. So, well, I was uh, going to say, speaking of turning face, turning <laughs> the brawl for all. Godfather received an injury so bad he was in a wheelchair for like a month afterwards. And then during that episode, it talked about how Dylan Drozdov draws is now in a wheelchair, but it wasn't associated with directly with the brawl for all matches. It was afterwards. Oh, okay. Cause I remember somebody in the episode being in a wheelchair. It was draws draws is paralyzed. That's puke. What the fuck happened to him in October of 99? He suffers a serious neck injury against D'Lo Brown and he, broke basically no longer he's quadriplegic now is that that's puke right that's puke yeah he's huh. gonna puke <laughs> he's gonna puke damn i would have never made that connection yeah but i agree yeah, that's unfortunate chris jericho huge turncoat so not a turn face not what he said <laughs> fuck you dude <laughs> It's all right. The proof is going to be in the pudding unless Joe edits edits it out. Makes it sound like he said turncoat the first time. <laughs> he, he is editing, so I mean, he can do what he wants. I don't know if he's got those abilities, though. We'll see. We have the technology. Um, <laughs> we do. This uh, this here Big Show Mankind match uh, got 1.75 beers, and uh, there was some stuff at the end. Uh, big show with his big first turn in the WWF. One of so, many. Good for him. Yeah. Very, very many face and heel turns <laughs> for Big Show. Once, sometimes yeah. twice a year, you know. And the way this came up was uh, Vince McMahon was very upset with Big Show for losing here. He came out, he started talking shit, and then uh, Big Show picks him up. And he thinks twice about it, puts him back down, and then Vince starts talking shit again. And uh, he gets punched right in the face by the Big Show. And the Big Show gets arrested. He gets arrested for hitting someone at WrestleMania. That's the whole point of WrestleMania. 
just to hit people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was very cooperative with the police, so that was good. No, who knows yeah. what what uh what would have happened with Paul White if he had been uncooperative with the police? You know, maybe he would have had to serve time, and we would have never seen his rise to uh semi fame. <laughs> To being a like one or two time champion. Yeah. I can't yeah. remember if he's a, a two two time or one time champ. But um the next match was a four way match for the Intercontinental Championship on uh I have two Jerry Lawler quotes for this. Uh one where he was talking about Ryan Shamrock. He said Ryan's had more hands on her than a doorknob. <laughs> and then he also said, "Learn from the blue meanie's parents. Use birth control." Oh, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> this match confused the shit out of me. Because disclaimer again, we're still not watching the the weekly wrestling. And last uh, last pay per view, we had Ryan Shamrock with with Val Venus and Blue Meanie facing off against Goldust, and they really didn't like each other. And then all of a sudden, Goldust is entering with Ryan and Blue Meanie. Very confusing. Shit like that just changed, like, so fast back in the day, I feel like. Um, I did some digging since I wasn't on last week's show about Ryan Shamrock. Uh, apparently, there was an incest angle planned for the Shamrocks before Ryan left the company in 2000. Oh, thank Damn. God we didn't see that. <laughs> I mean, what? That's just classic Vince McMahon, though. Like, of course, Jesus. of course, he planned an incest angle. Can I just point out this week? Um, <clears throat> I came across an article relating to Val Venus this week, and I had no idea. But did you know Val Venus is a giant piece of shit? <laughs> I did. I did see something where he made headlines this week. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. He said he, he said something. Well, he's cancelable. He I don't know. He thinks COVID's a government scheme to scare the people. He well, well yeah, Jesus yeah. Joe. Wait, what? <laughs> of course it is. Um, he said a bunch of uh, Dude, hateful shit about sheep. Nyla Rose, um, because she's a transgender woman. Uh, he basically said he never wants to watch her matches because he wants to see two real women fight. Um, he's incredibly homophobic, and this week his Twitter got cut off like he got suspended from twitter because of all his bullshit he was saying so i'm glad he lost because he's a big piece imagine of shit. just imagine having takes and opinions that are so awful that you get canceled like you're you get you get suspended from twitter yeah donald trump spent four years and never got suspended from twitter but yeah he did <laughs> i know after the fact actually yeah he did I thought he was after. Yeah, he that's was true. President. That's true. Yeah, it might have been after the. Fact. It might have yeah. been. Yeah, after that, like he was like calling. He was when he was calling for the the rigging or whatever. Yeah, the election rigging finally did it. Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah, um, Val Venus, big piece of shit. We haven't really talked. Hello. We haven't really talked about a lot of. What the fuck? He did post one that was like, hello, real ladies. And I was like, oh my fuck you, dude. Oh what, shit. What a dude. bad human being. Thank God. <laughs> that was awesome, Joe. Thank you. Listen, 
I was going to say, we haven't really talked a whole lot about this match, really just Val Venus. Uh, it wasn't the best, but it was average. It was an elimination uh, match. I got two beers. Did y'all know it was an elimination match yeah. when it started? Not before I, yeah, not they, before I got into said, it. Not until they, they said it, it was a four corners, four corners uh, elimination match or something. Yeah. I forget what the actual title yeah, they was. they said that but... in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, that's that's when I realized it. Oh, I missed that because I didn't realize it until they eliminated two of them by count out. Yeah. No idea. Got to pay more attention. Yeah, you really should. Yeah. But who All won right. the match and what was the beer rating on this one? Uh, so Road Dog ended up retaining the, the title, the Hardcore Championship. No, not the Hardcore Championship. Intercontinental. The Intercontinental Championship. And uh, this this got two beers. I got one quote from this. It's not a great quote. I'm pretty sure he's done in another city before. But because Ryan Shamrock, who is the hot girl, uh, was entering, Jerry the King Lawler said, you know what they call a pretty girl in Philly, Cole? <laughs> a tourist. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> This guy ran for public know. office. Yeah. <laughs> As we discussed last week. Uh, that's right. all I got for that match. <laughs> right after, we're talking about people who got canceled. Um, Pete Rose came out as a giant chicken in a big return. Got a got us a return worth of a, a whole beer return um, when he came out uh, before Kane's match. And uh, then he got tombstoned by Kane before the match started. Yeah, it happened. Yeah, Pete Rose was there. Care much. Uh, yeah, I think, I think it was, he was trying to get revenge on Kane for tombstoning him last year is what they said. Yeah. I remember watching I, I, last And year I don't too. even, yeah, I don't remember it, but that's fine. Um, yeah. So that's why, so Kane was in the ring and it wasn't to face P, or tombstone Pete Rose. It was to face triple H in a regular match back background story for this match. Uh, as we remember from last Last pay-per-view, China is with the corporation, and Triple H is really not happy about it. Kane seems to have some kind of emotion for China, and China got burnt or something like that. And then Triple H, dressed as Goldust, had a flamethrower, flame through at uh, at Kane. So you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of heat, if you will between these two going into this match. That was good. Yeah, heat. Acknowledge me. Uh, Acknowledge it. me. That's <laughs> good. Uh yeah. So uh this match this match is where it starts getting weird for the night, right? Cause uh China comes out. China as we know is aligned with with Kane up until this point. And she comes out and you think you know that she's gonna interfere with this mat in this match. You think that she's gonna she's gonna side with Kane, but in the end, she hits Kane with it. Was it? It's a chair, right? Uh, she yeah, she does some former object. It might have been a chair. I can't remember, but um, it was it was some foreign object that she hits Kane with. Right. So let's let's just call it a chair. She hits Kane with the chair. The match is over by disqualification, and China is now a face again with DX. Kind of. That's what we expect we'll at this point. We'll we'll continue this storyline throughout the night. 
But as of right now, we counted a face turn for a finisher beer for China during a Kane Triple H match, which Kane wins by disqualification for a total of 3.25 beers. Um, and this was pretty good until it ended in disqualification. Yeah, I think so, too. I had a quote for this one. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Jerry Lawler, when he was talking about Pete Rose, uh, after Pete Rose got tombstoned in the chicken suit, he just said, uh, he'll never get into the Hall of Fame this way. And he's <laughs> I mean, still not in the Hall of Fame. He will never get in the Hall of Fame. End the sentence. That's true. If you All ever right. caught cheating in baseball, you'll never end the Hall of Fame. We found that out with Roger Clemens. Mm-hmm. I think that we found that out with, with Pete Pete Rose first, but Agreed. <laughs> Bob, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Pete Rose, Pete Rose first. <laughs> Pete Rose was first. The OG, if you will, the OG person who did not make the Hall of Fame, even though he deserved it. Um, next match. This was terrible. <laughs> this was not a good match. But got a lot of beer for what it was. Uh, so Dil- it was uh, so so to uh, address the elephant in the room. It's uh, Sable versus Tori, and Dylan had a note about uh, King being horny before, but his horny was off the charts in this match. Boy, oh boy, there were too many quotes to count. <laughs> I got my favorite one. Michael Cole, well, Sable, I guess, is doing a grinding thing. In, uh, that's her new gimmick. She's so a Cole now. says, yeah. So Kane said, or King's, no, Cole. God damn it. There we go. Cole, uh, Cole says, Sable was grinding it at the WrestleMania Rage Party last night. To which King responds, she's not your type. She's not inflatable, which I laughed at. <laughs> <laughs> I like when they shit on Michael Cole. So do I. It's like it's like he was the Byron Saxton back in the day. Yeah. 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 Uh, I just got to the bottom of my page and for I accidentally it seems like I, I started taking the notes on one side of the paper and then flipped it upside down. So I forgot to mention this later. So honorable mention real quick to uh, to Boys for Men for singing the national anthem at the oh, beginning yeah. of this. I wrote that as a so note much, too. Yeah. So America much is better. beautiful. America oh. the beautiful. America is the beautiful, but yeah, so much better than uh, what we got either of the nights this year. Yeah, shout out boys to men. Yeah, boys to men killed it. I love boys to men. Some great '90s R&B crushing yeah. that song. That was a great intro. They're they're from Philly, yeah. and this is in Philadelphia. Just so everyone's on the same page. It's a yeah, Motown from, Philly. They're from Motown Philly's back again. <laughs> <laughs> We just found out Joe's a big boys to men fan. Boys to men. Yeah. <laughs> Who's not a big boys to men fan? At the end of the road. Yeah, boys to men were awesome. There we go. I'm not alone. <laughs> I'll make love to you is my favorite song of all time. Whoa. Just kidding. But it's a it's the best baby making love song of all time. All right. That's why Chad is a four-time father, or about to be a four-time father. Lots <laughs> of boys to men. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, Sable versus Tori was a match. It, it, it <laughs> happened. It was there. It got a beer and a half, right? Somehow. Uh, beer and a half, yeah. Yeah. Uh, ref bump and interference helped on that. Yeah, the interference was someone named... I don't remember. Nicole Bass. Nicole Bass. She was a huge bitch. <laughs> she was in, a large in general woman, or in this match. <laughs> Just she was a large human. I think she's bigger than I am. She was big. Or was. I think I looked her up. I think she died. Oh no. Who was she? Yeah. Uh she <laughs> was a bodybuilder. She seems obviously. To be one of the OG uh female bodybuilders. Yeah. She apparently has a, a, a one about a one year tenure here in WWF. Oh yeah, she died in 2017. Oh boy. Yep. Yeah. She was in ECW and WWF. I'm gonna go ahead and assume that it has something to do with her heart. Might yep. have been there. Yeah, a heart yep. attack. Killed it. Yep. It's uh it's the steroids. They're not very good for your heart, by the way. In case any of you were thinking about uh Thinking about starting steroids. Well, thank that God was I've not, never had any. Thank God. Yeah. Dylan, yeah. definitely don't do that. Yeah. Or else my heart will explode. Should we move on? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of hearts exploding, uh, I think all of our hearts exploded during this next match. Because we were... Uh, we were especially just, uh, Chad's. Especially Chad's because his favorite wrestler, Shane McMahon, was in it as he gets up and leaves his computer. <laughs> Um, but we'll talk about it. Um, X Pac versus Shane McMahon for the European Championship. There was so much going on in this match. So much. Uh, I'll just go through the things that went on during this match. We had Mitri Posse, which were uh, Shane McMahon's friends, front row. Um, I, uh, my note calls them the East Street Gang. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking, but I think I had they, to do, rename name th some three-letter gang type and in my brain in my drunk ass brain i i called him the east street gang ass brain ass brain. ass brain i did i did um their whole gimmick i looked it up because I, I don't remember them at all but i remember the name mean street posse like their whole gimmick is like they grew up in the tough streets of greenwich connecticut yeah <laughs> that's yeah they kept on mentioning it during the match yeah um Pat Patterson and Jerry Briscoe try to jump X-Pac. Uh, Test is out there. He gets involved in the match. Um, the ref just lets anything go in this match with this, like, Cody Rhodes-style wrestling belt that they've got in there. They just whip the fuck out of each other. Well, yeah, um, I'd like to see him disqualify the the son of, uh, son of the CEO. It would never happen. Yeah, never going to happen. Uh, and then we had more interference from DX. Yeah, I got I got three three interferences from Test, one from the East Street Gang, and then one from Triple H. Did you East call them the East Street Gang? Gang? <laughs> Weren't they a yeah, Mean Street yeah. Posse? We've already talked. To, we've already talked about Mean Street Posse. <laughs> you had you had to be there, Chad. I'm sorry. I I had to give my son a good night hug. All right, that's Aww. understandable. He was freaking that's out. So cute. East um, Street Gang. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? So you know, uh, this is the point where DX comes back out. Triple H and China they come back out to allegedly help X Pac, but it turns out that that's not the case. And Triple H helps 
Shane McMahon win the match. Yeah. So now, like, gotta... Kane has been evicted from the group, and Triple H and China are in the group, which makes for, like, three face heel turns throughout that whole thing. Big Show's a face. He's out. Kane's a face. He's out. And now China. I didn't really count a Kane turn. I didn't count though. a Kane turn either because it's not, like, clear and obvious here. But I think it's coming. And then you got a clear and obvious Triple H and China turn here. Yeah. So yeah. They even so break I had from a question. DX. I had a question. Kane comes out. This is during the, obviously, the X-Pac Shane McMahon match. Now that Kane's face, are we about to see Kane and X-Pac team up? I hope so. Ooh. Are we about to see that tag team happen? Because they were one of my favorites back in the day. Them, uh, Kane always had great tag teams, but I mean, hell no, Kane and X Pac, Kane and Big Show, Kane and Undertaker, and then my Kane favorite, and Kane RVD. and Kane and RVD is my favorite, and then don't forget Kane and the Hurricane also was a thing. Oh, they did, cho- they did they did double choke slams. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, they were fun. I think my favorite all time. Though, like, odd couple tag team has to be uh, Booker T and Gold Dust. Oh, I was about I to say the same thing. Them, yeah, that's yeah, my Book- favorite all time odd and couple Goldust. tag team. They, they, always, they always try to recreate the odd couple tag team, and it just nothing can compare to that. I can't believe you guys are, are underselling the importance of Golden Truth in the, in the odd man tag team. It wasn't as good uh, as Booker up. T because Booker T just like was so confused by everything Gold Dust did, which made it better. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, our truth would like play into it. Booker T just would stare at him, confused as fuck, and it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, Booker well, I guess like, we're what getting, the fuck. <laughs> I guess we're getting to Booker T and WWF soon here too. That's true. We are. We are uh, close. Nah, two years. Two years. Well, we're getting there. I feel like we're about we start- to get like a flurry of people coming in over the next like ten pay per views. I'm excited. Are we talking about retro pay-per-views or current oh, time? Oh, maybe both. Whoa. Whoa. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> um, this match got four and a quarter beers. Big Biggest, time. Best of the night. Yeah. Um, we had a close a match second. That, a match that was not the best of the night would be the next match. Oof. Uh, the Undertaker versus Big Boss Man in a Hell in a Cell match. The this third ever Hell in a Cell <laughs> match. Um, this one kind of confused me because, like, after the last pay per view, like, the Ministry of Darkness was were all heels, were they not? And the corporation is obviously heels. So, yeah. like, coming into this, I'm thinking like we've got two heels going up against each other. No, but it's whatever. Um, this match was just kind. Of, this was like one of I think it's like revered as the worst Hell in a Cell match of all time. I don't think it was. Because Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt were in a hell in a cell. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Full circle. Yep. Yep. I got now it. We talked about, now Thank we talked about zombies, gender, and hell in a cell. Yeah. Isn't we nailed there something it. else? <laughs> <laughs> God um, damn it. This wasn't that the, even that bad. The real controversy. It, it wasn't terrible. It but wasn't like, good. It was the aftermath. It was the aftermath of the yeah. match that got me. Shit. Yeah, this is a pretty fucking heel move. Uh, so the brood, it comes down from the rafters. Uh, they they throw a noose down through the cage. Undertaker 
puts it on Big Boss Man, and then they raise the cage and fucking hang Big Boss Man in the center of the ring during okay. WrestleMania. Big oof. What in the actual fuck? I texted Chad after I was watching. I was like, how do they, how do they fake that? Apparently, uh, there's some sort of harness because yeah. I, I legit, like, watching it, I was like, oh, my fucking God. Because, like, Big Boss Man's face was purple. He was choking. Or at least he looked like it. It got me. They got me. Yeah, yeah. this was not okay. In in any time frame, this is not okay. I think that they use something similar like, to how I think like a few work. hundred, few hundred, maybe a thousand years ago, people thought it was okay. I think this is pretty similar to how like <clears throat> movies do it when they hang someone in a movie. They'll they'll put them in a harness and they'll attach the back of the noose to the harness so it takes all the weight off the throat. Um, it can still like apply some pressure to the throat, which might be why you turn purple, but it's not gonna like completely hang them. And it looks like when Undertaker's like attaching it, he's like attaching it to something because it takes him a really long time to he, put it around. He did the take throat. a while to attach it. Yeah, it looked it looked like it took a really long time to put it around Big Boss Man's throat. So I'm pretty sure that's how they attached it. Um, but nonetheless, big oof going to WrestleMania and hanging somebody in the middle of the ring in your like co-main event, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Big hey, oof. Dylan, I would take Chad's word on uh on how that actually happens in the movies. I don't, I don't know if you know this, but he watches a lot of movies <laughs> and he actually he watches, watches the Oscars live, I think, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, cuz cuz he's such a big fan of movies. Yeah. Like a fucking nerd. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are we really about to <laughs> No. We're I done. Had a, I had a I had a couple people at that place uh who listened to the show come up to me that week and were like, dude, I watched the Oscars live. <laughs> There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. And I was like, Jesus, dude. Um getting getting uh getting back to it here. Uh this match though got two and a half beers. But then we had the okay. best part of the night because JR came back. Yeah, Q uh Oklahoma's uh fight song except he didn't he didn't come out to that at that point i don't think yeah he came out to nothing he just walked out we, we cheered him i cheered um so then uh vince mcmahon comes out for the main event uh because he vince mcmahon at some point declared himself now since mick foley got like carted out and allegedly taken to the hospital. Vince declared himself the new special guest ref. And then Shawn Michaels comes out and uh, says that there's a rule in the rule book that says the only person that can appoint a referee at WrestleMania is obviously the commissioner and not the CEO of the company, a rule that we all know. It's very common knowledge at this point. So he kicks McMahon out of the ring and we have, I think Earl Hebner. No, Hebner was like, I'll just go ahead and spoil this. I think Hebner was like the third ref in the match. There was like Hebner, Tim White, somebody. Oh, Kyoto, maybe. I don't remember. But and they all and went. mankind, mankind. And yeah. mankind. We had four refs during this match. <laughs> it was insane. Um, drinking wise, uh, the Spanish announce table went down uh, on the second attempt. Uh, we had an unprotected chair shot. Oh, it was Mike Kyoto. I wrote it down. Unprotected chair shot to Mike Kyoto. Tim White catches a rock bottom and then Vince McMahon comes out and slaps Earl Hebner and he takes and he goes down. And then Mankind comes out uh as the the fourth and most competent ref. I felt so happy for Earl Hebner here at the end of the match. Um 
So winner of the match. I think uh, I think everyone knows that it's Stone Cold because this is one of the all-time matches at Mania. Uh, Stone Cold wins the match, and he's celebrating at the end. He tosses the beer to Earl Hebner, and Earl Hebner climbs up on the ropes like it's the like it's his first, it's his, like the best day of his life. He looks so happy. It was a I very wholesome sure, moment. I thought for sure he was about to catch a stunner, but it didn't happen. Yeah, Not Earl Hebner, he, no way. He was he jumped up on the ropes. He almost fell off when he was getting down. He was so oh, yeah. happy to be drinking a beer with Stone Cold at Mania. I yeah, it was wholesome. Yeah, can I just, can I just point out. This is like the third pay-per-view in a row where there's a super stupid long intro into the main event. Because they have that stupidly long McMahon HBK thing y'all are talking about. And it just like drug yeah. out the main event to like 40, 40 fucking minutes for a 20-minute yeah. match. That is true. Yeah. It's becoming well, commonplace. Like, it was like 10 minutes before, 10 minutes after. So long. I can't but the after it. party... The after party where beers were drank, you know, it made you feel like all was right in the wrestling world yeah. at that point, you know? Yeah. Fans and I got think to go we're, home happy. I think we're about to get into the storyline where uh, where Stone Cold asks is, is demanding his uh, smoking skull belt back because I guess he, yes. they took it from him the like when he lost the title the last time. So we're getting into the storyline where he's <laughs> he's demanding it back. Is this is this the one where uh, Rock says if you want your belt back, you can come and get it? And he, uh, some someone gets thrown into the river. I don't know. I have no idea. I know what you're talking about, but I don't know if that we does. are. I did. I did read the aftermath on Wikipedia where you cannot lie. Uh, this is they are moving into the him demanding his smoking skull belt back, though. Yeah, Rock, I'm pretty on that front. I don't remember if it's Stone Cold or the Rock that goes into the river, but someone gets thrown into off a bridge into the river, and I'm pretty sure it's it's this storyline. Hmm. It makes sense that it would be because it's they just had the match at Mania, and Rock is still corporate. Well, there's only one way of knowing. Uh, watching That's true. the next retro backlash, which I. Th- I think we still have one more week. I think we're doing another one next week. I'm excited. Are yeah. we? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was... WrestleMania. When is WrestleMania backlash? The first week of May. Not so, yeah. May 1st, right? No. Yeah, so we still have another retro. Holy fuck, WrestleMania. We're just burning backlash. through these things. Yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, the main event got four beers and WrestleMania 15 with a total of 24 and a quarter beers, which I think is a WWE record for us at this point. Um, I can pull up my thing. I don't know if it beats reward games from this year. I think that got 23 something. I actually can't pull it up because I'm the host and I'm recording. But but either way, it it, it was it was a lot. It's a top 10 papers lot by far. Yeah. So yeah. good job, WrestleMania 15. It, it, easily one of the best re- retro pay-per-views we've watched. I thoroughly enjoyed the shit out of this. Possibly the best. It's probably the best. I think it is the best. So far of all the retro pay-per-views we've watched, I was the most entertained by this one. Almost every match was good, except for when Sable was out there. So And Butterbean and Bart Gun. Oh, yeah, that was a match. Yeah, we're two years away from 17, though, which is... Holy shit. Probably the best WrestleMania ever. Oh, God. We got to get going. Yeah. Um, 
one thing, one thing I want to point out before we get into the weekly recap here, real quick. Uh, altitude beers here in Colorado hit different. Uh, I was told by my aunt who lives here to drink lots of water. Um, I have not been, but I just did. <laughs> I just drank some water. Oh, because we just took a break after the retro uh, beer ratings. Um, I'm not going to feel good tomorrow. That's for sure. <laughs> you Are you flying tomorrow? You. No, I don't fly out till Monday. Okay. But I, Leslie and I are basically on a three-day bender right now. <laughs> it's going to be lots of fun. Um, yeah, let's get into the weekly recap, though. Uh, the first thing we had was Rampage. Yeah. Um, I have some notes here. Me too. Mm-hmm. Um, one, Ruby Soho wrestled. Wow. Yeah, she's back on TV, but not on Dynamite. Yeah. There's that. That's about all I have to say about that. We got Ruby Soho winning and she's in the tournament, but it was on Rampage in like a six minute match. Yeah. Well, not even the tournament. It was the tournament qualifier. She's in the tournament. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, she, yeah. To qualify for the tournament. Yeah. Um, the other thing from Rampage is this fucking controversy over the main event. Okay. Did you guys I'm see all you the tweets up. about this? all the tweets about this yeah i've seen so much controversy people were pretty upset that on good friday we did a religious uh symbolism in the main event of a wrestling card in a death match yeah so hangman page wrapped a bunch of barbed wire around adam cole's head people took that as religious symbolism which i can totally see I, yeah, I could totally understand where they're coming from. Uh, however, I don't think it was ever meant that way. And then he, and then obviously he hits a dead eye through a table while Cole's wearing that. And I think that's what ended the match. It is what ended Honestly, the match, yeah. I can't remember. Um, there's a lot of people upset online. I think my favorite take on this was somebody online tweeted like, all, all you people that are hating AEW for this, I want you to bring that same energy when WWE hosts a pay-per-view called Hell in a Cell. <laughs> that's diff- I just can't, that's I, different. I, I, I it's don't, so much different. It was so like, different. Uh, this is Good Friday, which has to deal with the crucifixion of Christ. I'm not even religious. I just find religion super interesting. So I, I do a lot of like documentary watching on it. I'm not religious at all. But Good Friday deals with the, the crucifixion of Jesus where he wears the crown of thorns. And on Good Friday, we took barbed wire and wrapped it around someone's head to end the match. And you're telling me that was not planned? I'd, I'll say it prob- probably is. I but... think it was planned. And I think that the controversy that this spins up is good for the company even if it loses those few religious viewers, I mean, if you're offended, that, that's your right to be offended. And I, that's fine. Be that way. If you're not offended, be that way. That's fine too. But I, I think it was planned is my only take on this. I think it was easily planned. It's good Friday. That's too random to not be planned. Yeah. I'm not offended. It's just, I, I can, I can definitely, I can see poor taste yeah. when it's, Kind slapping of. me in the face 
<laughs> I would. That's what I would. Leave. I would agree with you on that. I think it just kind of. It's a bad taste to try and hit religious symbolism on a Good Friday. You know, but I'm not offended because I'm not religious. So yeah, it, I just was like, whoa! I can't fucking believe they did that. I noticed it. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't have anything else for Rampage, though. I guess Wheeler Yuta, he's super fucking over, obviously. So over. He pinned Billy Gunn to win the main event for BCC. Or, I mean, win the opener for BCC. Mr. Ass himself. Yeah. Yeah. The leader of the gun club. The uh, Do you guys have anything else for Rampage? The former hardcore champion, Billy Gunn. Oh, yeah. We just saw that. We just talked about it. Yeah. No, I don't have anything else for Rampage. Okay, because SmackDown, um, I want to I want to jump off right now and say and just talk about what you guys kind of talked about last week. Um, are we ending the brand split? I've seen an article this week that said that we're not. That Paul Heyman went on record saying that this is not a brand split ending. I think. I hope not. My my honest opinion is that we're gonna see something like the the tag team unification match go to a a, a DQ ending, um, and or or a no contest, and Roman Reigns will lose one of the titles and not the other. Ooh, to who though? I think that it's gonna be Cody Rhodes. Did you guys see that Cody Rhodes teased? Uh, Bringing back the the double double winged WWF or yeah, WWE championship, yeah, the winged eagle. The same way he brought back the original that. Intercontinental belt when he was the champion that just recently got taken away by Shinsuke. Uh, Sami Zayn gave it to Shinsuke. It was Sami Zayn who brought the new belt design. I thought it was Shinsuke who had it when it was the new belt. Yeah, Sami Zayn no, was, was friends Sammy. with Shinsuke. Sami Zayn was friends with Shinsuke at the time. And he gifted it to Shinsuke. He gave, he said, you deserve this new belt. And he gave it to him. And then Shinsuke lost it. And then uh, whoever Shinsuke lost it to, Sami Zayn picked it off of. And then Sami Zayn wasn't on TV for months. So they did an interim tag team or uh, intercontinental ch- uh, uh, tournament. And then Sami came back and he's like, I'm still the intercontinental champion. And they had the... Uh, the match to figure out who the real intercontinental championship was champion was. I remember so little of this. None of this was on pay-per-view. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Sammy disappeared when COVID best. started. Sammy disappeared when COVID started because of health reasons. Like, Oh yeah. And, and uh, they had held the inter interim championship, which I think AJ styles won. Maybe Joe, I'm really know. glad we have you for your rain man brain. <laughs> yeah, like that. Almost any of what you're saying. I just remember Shinsuke holding the new title for <laughs> some reason. Um, he- some other stuff from SmackDown. Uh, I'll just go through some quick notes and then we can get to some other stuff you guys want to talk about. Um, there was no more doves on Riddle's entrance this week. They were grasshoppers on SmackDown. And on Raw, they were something else. They were bunnies. They were bunnies for after Easter. Yeah. Um, Drew Gulak is now a backstage interviewer. I loved that. I get. I love it. Other than the fact that he got embarrassed by Charlotte. Yeah, but he was so good in that promo. 
that promo That's was true. so watchable because Drew Gulak was like, fuck you, you tapped out. I'm just going to keep saying it. Yeah, I, I hope he still does the uh, I hope he's still backstage doing the the technical wrestling training. Like. Yeah, I, don't I think know. he's I, only I, there to do that. His program with with Daniel Bryan was so good. Yeah, like one of my favorite things that we've seen on SmackDown in, in the past probably four years well, they was had that a WrestleMania program. match. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how it started. They had a WrestleMania match, and then they respected each other, and and they teamed up. Um, don't remember that either. Remember, yeah, Drew Drew Gulak was teaching Daniel was coaching Daniel Bryan basically. Well, Drew oh, Gulak yeah. can teach anyone. It's all about technical wrestling. The guy's a fucking stud. Yeah, um, he's awesome. I just, I just hope at some point we get like him backstage interviewing, and then we get some like slideshow presentations. <laughs> yes, during please. The backstage interview. Um, the only other thing that I have from SmackDown came from after SmackDown, where LA Knight was there and debuted like a that he's now a manager for uh night something something enterprises or uh, night moto not night modal management or something like that uh, night night middle model management. management model management yeah not one. middle um and his first client is mace Who's no it? it's it's face his name it's, is face it's mace but repackaged it's dio madden everybody his name is what? face all right Saw it. I saw Mace. Yeah, it was Mace, and uh, L- I watched the promo. Ellen Knight said, "It's uh, no longer Mace. His new name is Face." Oh God, Jesus! Because he's the, I, did, he's I the did not catch the, that. He, At least he's I think on I didn't mic, catch it you know? because it was like during the during the music playing, maybe. I'm yeah, just, I think it's way, weird. I think it's weird when we we uh, start seeing people show up on the main roster and they're heel. When they're still such an overface on the show that they're actually wrestling on, I don't think he's yeah. wrestling on NXT anymore. I think this is the Dave. I think, think that was his like intro, and to try- see how the crowd reacted to him, and they're going to show him up on one of these shows after WrestleMania Backlash. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just hope that eventually he can get over enough and just naturally turn face like he did in NXT. Yeah, because yeah. face LA Knight was awesome. Yeah. 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 I do have some comments from SmackDown that you didn't, you glossed over real quick and they're quick and easy. One, when Los Lotharios come out, can we move the fucking woman to a different part of the arena? Because it's getting very obvious that she's planted being in the exact same fucking spot every fucking week. It was <laughs> obvious to begin with when the attractive woman was standing next to a bunch of fat, ugly wrestling fans. <laughs> now, now that she's there every week. And it's really frustrating. I hate that. Um, two, can we just acknowledge that Ricochet is having a good title run? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's had like four title his, defenses his, already. I, I took a note. Uh, beautiful shooting star press by Ricochet. That was the only note I took. But my God, it was beautiful. This was He's not a, a bad match. Wrestler. This was not a bad match. This is Jinder Bahal's best match since he had the title. This was good. Probably. Which which title? United, United States title? United States title. He had some good matches with the United States. Which was after his WWE title run. But since then, he's been nothing. <laughs> yeah, there we go. But 
this was not a bad match and Ricochet killed it and Ricochet's defending it constantly on SmackDown, which is like leaps and bounds better than Shinsuke did it with, with the Intercontinental. So I'm, I'm hoping but he was injured a something. lot too. You know, if that means we're just using the Intercontinental title as a real title, that's great. I'm happy with that. Yeah, I'm down for that. My last comment might come off negative. Uh-oh. I don't like the Lacey Evan things. Oh, it's just I think I skipped too, over that this week. This week, she went very in depth about like her dad abusing her. And it was very real. And a little uncomfortable. I, it was uncomfortable. I think it exactly my point. It, it was real. I looked it up and it's based all in fact, which made it very uncomfortable. And I'm trying to watch wrestling as like these storylines are fake and they're soap operas and I love it. This was so real that I, it was like hard to listen to because she's like getting emotional and it's just, I don't know. It, it was okay. a little too real for me. So let me, let me ask you this. Want to cheer or boo her? I don't have an opinion after that. Then they I, failed. I, that's my point is I think yeah. it was so real that it was almost like uncomfortable, which failed the point that I think they were trying to go for this like, you want to cheer for her because it was like, you know, she's telling you her real life stories. It, I think it, for me, it failed because it was just so too just uncomfortable. Let it be known, so just let it be known that Chad supports domestic abuse. No, it was just because it was uncomfortable. <laughs> that might be too far, Dill. <laughs> that wasn't, uncom- that was too far. Well, you can cut <laughs> that if you want. It was just uncomfortable and I didn't, I didn't in- I like watch wrestling to enjoy it. I didn't enjoy that segment because it was just too real. And it was like, Ugh. I, think I don't I'm know. I'm glad I skipped over it now that I'm listening. To I don't know. Joe, did it. you listen to the whole thing? So, so, so my, my, uh, my opinion on see, see you say you watch wrestling to, to watch the fake storylines, which we don't say the F word. So I don't know why you said that, but that's, that's what you said. The storylines are fake. Like, the wrestling's totally real. I, I kind of like when, uh, when they bring real life into it, into wrestling, to an extent. like Cody, like Cody Rhodes talking about his dad being disappointed that he he won the match but didn't win the title. There's a difference in a feel good story and and what we're talking about right now. Though. Yeah, yeah, but I, I also I also think that a national brand kind of has a responsibility to bring bring light to the the shitty stuff that needs to be better in in the world. Yeah, I'm not arguing. With I, you I there, mean, but un- like, we unfortunately. Can do it. Without her unfortunately, stories that shit happens. Unfortunately, that shit happens, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I I think that that that's one of those things that maybe it's it's weird because it's on it's on a TV show at eight o'clock that kids watch and stuff like that. But it's I think it's also important that kids know that that there are shitty people in the world, and uh, I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's it that's- it is it is weird. That's a very good take on it. I, I, I will acknowledge that's a really good take to look on it. <clears throat> I will stand by it was uncomfortable, but I do see what you're saying, that it was, it is important. I will agree with that. I don't, I, I still don't know how I feel about it. I, oh, if yeah. that's like the one time thing and we like move on from it, maybe that's okay. I just don't want it, this to be a repeated thing where we talk about her like domestic abuse as like a storyline. Cause there's like certain things that like, I'm just not cool with being part of wrestling storylines like Eddie Guerrero's I, I death can, being a storyline thing for like two years, you know? Yeah, I, I can agree with yeah. you there as well. 
Um, but maybe it's a teaching moment and, uh, and we move on from it afterwards. I hope so. Yeah. Like maybe they realize like how off putting it was and just kind of move away from it. Or maybe, you know, they do what they do best and just hammer right into that shit. But who knows? Um, let's get into battle of the belts. Number two. Mm. Um, I just have notes on Sammy Guevara and how much I dislike the shit out of him now. You're not the only one, the whole internet, the whole crowd. It's, it was so much. So to the fact of like the, I'll, I'll go ahead and spoil some things on Wednesday, but like Dan Lambert got cheered on Wednesday because of how hated Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti are right now. Yeah, I think it was a face really turn because of it's how annoying they are online. It's how annoying yeah. they are at all times. Um, like Sammy. So Sammy Guevara wins back the TNT title Boo. for the third time. Like I, I need I need this like official heel turn, though. Like it's if, if it doesn't happen, we're getting right into Cody territory. No, I think yeah. it happened. I think it like kind of happened on on Dynamite here when they he said I, some things on Dynamite that were very heelish. Yeah, I, I between but his antics in the think, match here and then Dynamite, I think it's there. Yeah, we'll I, I don't it. know. I think I want to see one. I think I want to see one more match with him where he does some heelish things wrestling wise, and then we will see whether or not it's official. I'm pretty upset of how they did Scorpio Sky fucking dirty here, though. His first defense, he loses it back. to. They've fucking... kind of been doing the TNT title dirty. This is feeling like WWE, dude. This is feeling like WWE. Oh, yeah. It's it. It's Cody said when when this first became the title or a title that there are no secondary titles in in AEW and we are full blown. This is a secondary title. Yeah, 100 percent. The Intercontinental Championship is being booked better than the TNT ch- title yes. right now. <laughs> That's a fact. Dude, I mean, which can it I probably out, should be, but can I point one thing out with this whole thing though? Ethan Page is becoming a star because of this. Oh yeah. Every yeah, time he touches are, a fucking mic great. is every time Ethan Page is touching a mic, the crowd is getting so over on Ethan Page. I'm loving every fucking second of it. I've yeah, always dude. been a big Ethan Page fan, and this is fucking awesome to watch how he's like the crowd's turning and loving Ethan Page. Yeah. Because of this. Uh thing. I also want to point out one alternate, or uh, al- not alternate, but uh, I don't I don't know the word I'm looking for because words are hard. Um, t- TNT title not being booked well right now. Obvious secondary championship. TBS title, the host title, if you will, I oh. think is being booked better than Very well. the the AEW championship. I agree completely. constant title defenses like that's what you want is she's a heel fighting champ and that's something so rare in wrestling is that you get a heel that 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 will defend it every week and she wants good opponents she's like leva bates fuck you i don't want to face that trash i want top tier opponents i want yeah defending against top tier opponents yeah so you like yeah and and that's how that's how she's getting better in the ring yes because I mean, she when when she started this undefeated thing, she was the big lady that that uh you know the big lady that uh 
I, I don't know, dominates. She was green. And now she, yeah, she was super green in the ring, but she was big, so she she dominated. And now she's she's working with Daniel or Brian Danielson. Uh, she's putting on matches against good technical wrestlers, and and she's be she's getting a lot better. And I I can respect the shit out of that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, like and honestly, yeah, I'm I'm starting to like her. Uh, and I'm 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 liking it better than the AEW Women's Championship right now. Honestly, yeah, which is unfortunate because they're not doing much with that. Well. Speaking of that, on this card, they had Thunder Rosa defeat Nyla Rose pretty cleanly in this match. That's it. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, it was average. Um, I did have one other note for Battle of the Belts, um, specifically aimed here at Joe. Uh, We got another look at Satnam Singh here. Uh, Thought it looked better. It's a better appearance. It looks much worse, but... So, so apparently, I wasn't the only one who had a problem with Satnam Singh's oh, no, you were uh, de- debut. No, absolutely. Uh, but I just want to say, he 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 said Tony Khan says he fucked up the debut. He turned off the lights, which made it seem like uh, it was seemed like deal. it was going to be a big day, de- a big deal. But that wasn't my problem with it at all. I don't care if you turn off the lights. Pay the lighting guy. That was not my problem with Satnam Singh's debut. It was. It was what he did over Samoa Joe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I guess I just have to keep on watching. I still don't like it. Can it's I, still disappointing the, to me. As the Ring of Honor guy of the group, just to say how excited I was to see Dalton Castle and the and the, the boys, boys. The boys oh, man. make a, an AEW appearance. I, I yeah. fucking loved it. I love seeing Dalton Castle out there. He's a fucking Ring of Honor legend. He's a former Ring of Honor world champion, and he's the fucking man. I remember watching the match where he first won it. It was awesome. Yeah. The ladder match, right? Hell, I mean, was it a ladder match? Yeah, I think so, at a Supercard. Maybe. I don't remember overly well. You can look that one up as we as we move into Raw. Um, Raw was a thing. Raw happened. Raw, I I enjoyed it, I think. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Some good stuff. Um, one one thing I just right off the bat, I need Corey Gray's back on Monday because Jerry yeah. Lawler is god awful. Yeah. Like at least back in the day, he had the liberty to say things that were ridiculous, and you could kind of laugh at them or be like, "Oh, what the fuck!" But this time, it's like everything that exits his mouth is cringy as fuck. Uh, yeah. Just so we're on the same page, Dalton Castle beat Cody for the world championship in Hamster, Hammerstein Ballroom at Final Battle 2017, and it was in a regular singles match. Oh, maybe he really- lost the title in a ladder match. Are you thinking of the? <clears throat> are you thinking of the title match that Matt Taven won? Was it a triple threat ladder match? Matt Taven, Taven, Dalton Taven, Castle, and somebody else. Taven won a triple threat against Jay Lethal. Somebody. And him, he won it there at I think G1 Supercard. Either way. But I think I you're thinking of Matt Taven. I just want to say that uh, since you brought up Hammerstein Ballroom, I uh, I saw a bullet for my Valentine with Escape the Fate circa 2000, 2009 <clears throat> at Hammerstein. Is that Ronnie 
Is that Ronnie Radke escaped the fate, or is that after Ronnie Radke escaped the fate? That's the other guy. Oh, Craig Mavitt. Uh, Craig Mavitt, yeah. Yeah, that was a good time. I think I saw the same tour. Was a uh, oh, was there a third band? It was a Treyu on the same tour. I don't think a Treyu was there. Oh, I saw a Treyu, Bless the Fall, and Bullet for My Valentine, and Avenged Sevenfold all on the same show. Damn, dude. <clears throat> you guys are all speaking my language. Yeah, I saw uh, those bands you know. In 2009, <laughs> I saw Avenged Sevenfold, Bullet for My Valentine. I know those bands. Bless I the Fall, music, and Escape the Fate all on the same show. Damn, dude. That's yeah, a crazy lineup. It was a great lineup. It was at ODU in Norfolk. Um, let's let's go let's go around the room here. Um, the the virtual Zoom room. Uh, what was your all's favorite thing from Raw? Cody. Uh uh Rhea Ripley heel turn. Ooh, yeah, I like that too. Sup, Rhea uh, Ripley. Because I'm probably between two things. One of them is I love the Ezekiel storyline now. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. What, and the you want to talk with speak, Zeke or whatever? Speak with Zeke? Do you want to speak? Who Zeke? wants to hear Zeke speak? It was so funny. He's doing all of Elias's, like, uh, whatever, like his things that he did, and just it's mm-hmm. over. I love it. And mm-hmm. Kevin Owens is like the only, quote unquote, the only person that can see through the bullshit. I thought it was the lie detector test thing was hilarious. And then the other thing I thought was absolutely hilarious. You guys are going to fucking don't say it. Crucify me for don't this. Don't fucking say the this. wedding. Fuck you. The wedding. I, I hated the wedding. I hated it. It too. was so funny. I hated it too. Our truth made so it funny. watchable, but I hated it. Yes. I have our truth quotes from the wedding because he was golden here. You want to talk about uh, that over said, Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins? Let's get to let's save the good things for last. Our uh, truth during the wedding said, "Y'all need to be on a box of cornflakes because y'all look great." I, I I do remember him saying that. Yep. Okay, and then the part where uh, Tamina and Damon and Dana Brooke were allegedly about to be wed instead. When they were like yeah. switching places, he was like, I don't even think that's PG. Y'all going to get me fired. <laughs> Nothing. I, that actually uh, bothered me, honestly. Yeah. The fact that that's not PG is kind of what's what's not PG about that. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. And then also like just during the whole thing when he said, by the power in my vest. Yeah, he did. Every time he said something about that, he said the power in my vest. Yeah. Uh, he just screws I, all the normal shit up. It's just uh, to me, it's funny. It's not my cup of tea. I I want to I want to say, I want to say one thing. I try. Well, this is not the wedding. This is uh, what we already talked about with the uh, with the the lie detector test. I tried to make a joke, and it completely fell flat. Nobody liked it. No one retweeted it. I uh, I I put out a tweet. That said, am I the only one who thinks it's a little fishy that this guy, Chad Gable, who is lying about not being Shorty G, is the one determining if Ezekiel is lying? Ridiculous. And then I hashtagged who wants to hear Zeke speak, and nobody appreciated it. And I that made me I really sad. Because I, I, I thought it was clever. You deny being <laughs> Shorty G? What's that? 
Does he deny being Shorty G? No, it, it was a joke, Chad. Oh, I guess that just I just missed it. He used dude. to be Shorty G and now he's ah, god damn it, Chad. Sorry. All right, fine. Let's talk about Cody Rhodes. Chad. Thank God. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins opener here was awesome. The uh, I'm digging this storyline. Yeah. By I, the way. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to watch Cody versus Seth Rollins. I hope Cody versus Seth is the fucking main event of WrestleMania Backlash. I doubt it. It's probably going to be Charlotte and Ronda. I don't want that. I know. I know. But Cody versus Seth, too, is going to be fucking awesome. Cody and Seth. I love how Cody just, like, plays into the crowd. I, The fact that they're all for him, I'm all for it. I, I don't know what to say. It's a complete opposite of how I felt six months ago. I fucking love it. I what do you mean? I thought we've, we've always loved Cody. Nope. I'm, I'm eating we that, said that earlier. I bought a Cody Rhodes shirt. I bought the new one. Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> I did I it. thought you already did. I, I bought it. I thought you so are you saying you bought another one or you're just telling us again that you bought the same one? No, I bought the same you one. Bought. No, this the one I bought originally it just hasn't come in yet. Oh. I bought it and I'm Shipping. super stoked for it. Um what about what about Joe's favorite thing? Rhea Ripley turning heel on live. This is Sup. long overdue. Stop for Rhea. I don't think Rhea long Ripley overdue. Sup. Like I feel like I feel like they just became a tag team. Yeah, but Rhea being a heel is long overdue. The fact she was a face with okay, Nikki okay. A.S.H. for so fucking long, pushing this bullshit face gimmick, sucked. But on the downside, we now have two women's tag teams again. The champs yeah. and Natalia and Shayna. Natalia is not listed on the backstage list for SmackDown or Raw. She's on the NXT list. So she might be a longer so NXT we have than we're talking one, about. You, you said that about Dolph Ziggler, too. Now. I did say that about Dolph Ziggler, but this was a recent report that she's been pulled off the backstage heel and face list for SmackDown. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. I don't. I think it'll... I think it'll be a, a one-off. Once she faces Cora Jade, she's going to be off NXT. Yeah, but how soon is that going to happen? I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But uh, back to this Rhea Ripley thing. I think this puts her as the number one heel on Raw right now. Number two if Becky shows back up. Yeah, but number two behind Becky. I love yeah. it. I love Rhea Ripley. Yeah, I'm a big Rhea and, Ripley uh, fan too. And I think because she had a heel turn... She's going to have a match with Liv, and then she's going to be in the title picture again. And I love it. Yeah. Let's get her and fucking Bianca in a women's title match at, like, the first pay-per-view oh, after Backlash. Like, it's going to happen. That's going to be so good. I don't know what's so after Backlash. Good. Is it Money in the Bank? Yeah. No, yes. Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell. That's so Oh, offensive. yeah, you're right. <laughs> so offensive. Hell in a Cell. Yeah, dude. Seriously. Um, I will what say else do we have. I have one more thing about this Cody thing, just to wrap it up. The fact that the main event was Cody versus Kevin in a dream match. Oh this, my god! This is a dream match, and it ended in a countout. Was well, super frustrating. 
Yeah, because Seth Rollins called Kevin Owens a fat ass. I know. I, I don't mind the way they sold it. I just mind that it's the way that I the, the dream match was ruined for me. You know, storyline-wise, this makes tons of sense. It works. I didn't walk out of the well, you overall don't... upset. But I was like, man, that was a dream match that ended in I kinda, count out. I kind of like how they don't burn out their dream matches on Raw or SmackDown. They save it for the pay-per-views. AEW does nothing but dream matches all the time, and I don't, I don't get burned out by that. Quote, unquote, dream matches. I mean, Dustin Rhodes versus CM Punk was a fucking awesome match. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin was, Owens but, versus but what, but, KO. But would you... Cody Rhodes versus KO should be that big. But when CM Punk came to AEW, were you like, like just drooling at the mouth, waiting for oh, CM I Punk need to versus see Dustin Rhodes versus Punk? <laughs> like I don't, no. I don't think that it was ever a. Uh, it was a. I don't. I wouldn't classify it as a dream match. A good match, especially no, for but for. Dustin I would say. Age. I would say CM Punk versus MJF's a dream match, and that happened on Dynamite. Yeah. So it also happened at a pay per view. The second time, yeah. The second time, I don't know. And, they also... and you, were, you were as invested during the pay per view as you were the first time they fought. Nope. That's what Dylan's saying. Exactly. Exactly. Also, hey, like okay. AEW does a better job, like building up their weekly shows. Like they announce all their shit in Excalibur's like a thousand mile an hour speech. They announce everything <laughs> a week ahead of time. He was trying to rap like, God here. Yeah, exactly. They they announce everything a week ahead of time to get you hyped for next week's show to keep to like bring the viewers in. I don't know. Yeah, they're also I, still I, in that building. They're also still in that building stage where they want to put on as good of matches as they can. So to get and viewers they're, to they're getting to that consistent million a week. So yeah. Well, yeah, it's good. I, I mean, obviously it's working. Speaking of working. Is this Braun Breaker, Joe Gacy storyline working for Hold you? Hold on. Wait one minute. Before we move on from Raw. <laughs> Damn it. Before we move on from Raw, because <laughs> I want to talk about the Joe Gacy thing just as much as you do. Can we have a quick off segment about A-Town down beating fucking Finn oh, Balor? Fuck. This happened on Raw. Austin Theory so- is the United States champion. I have pros. I have pros from this, though. Okay. I. Well, for one, it wasn't a terrible match. Nope. And two, the heels coming out to celebrate with Theory was to to no, because like that's something you see faces do. Like, why not let them do it? Because the face, the heels that came out were a bunch of people I don't give a fuck about putting a guy on their shoulders. I don't give a fuck about. After he squashed a guy I care a lot about after a mediocre, if not terrible, title run. I don't know. And then Vince coming out, like, I feel like it made the United States Championship feel important. Because T Bar was something out there. That the sec- which is Can I just point out that it's the only title on Raw? It's not a secondary title, it's the only title on Raw. Raw Austin Theory has it. What, not men's title. It's the primary men's title on Raw because it's the only singles title on Raw. And Austin that is Theory true. has it. So here, here's what I'll say. Uh, so I got drunk off my ass and 
Uh, Specifically, I didn't get drunk off my ass, but I was drunk off my ass on the SmackDown where Finn Balor returned. And I ran around the room throwing my arms up, uh, singing singing along to his his entrance music. Super excited. What words were you singing? It wasn't singing. It was was the... (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm just fucking with you. Uh, So... That being said, I love Finn Balor, and I think he should be pushed to the moon. I agree. Uh, he won't, and we know he won't. I'm getting there. Since he's been back on SmackDown, or I guess since since he the Demon lost to Roman Reigns at whatever pay-per-view that was, to when he moved oh. to Raw, he has not been booked well. Austin Theory has pinned Finn Balor numerous times. Four times. That's the answer to your question for... Four times. So if I didn't already love Finn Balor, and and he was just some guy on the show, I would be like, yeah, I I'm a, I'm a fine with with him losing this title. So because of the way he's been booked, I think it makes sense that he lost the title. It was a totally lackluster t- title run. Gosh. And I think it makes sense that he lost it. Going back to my love for Finn Balor, I really would like for them to push Finn Balor more, like book him better and give him more opportunities. But I think based on his the hype that Austin Theory has, the storyline that they're doing, it makes sense it made sense for Austin Theory to win the title. And it might it might end up blowing up in Vince McMahon's face. But for what it was, I expected it to happen. I fucking hated it. I did too. As long as we're on the same page, what makes sense and what I fucking like are two different things. I'm not arguing whether it made sense or not after he's pinned the guy three times to pin him a fourth time. I just fucking hate that they just jobbed out fucking Finn Balor for a fourth time to A-Town Down, who still calls it A-Town Down, even though his name is just Theory. He's not even Austin anymore. He's just theory, but so does the eight town down thing, which doesn't make any sense. Didn't think about that. That's pretty stupid. With that being said, I that's the only like other raw thing I had. I guess we should move into NXT now. Yeah. So NXT, not a great week for NXT. Do you disagree? There are things I like on NXT, and there's things I do not like. Your question it was, was definitely not the best. It was not their best week, but there are things I have that are positives. But you have yeah. a question about Braun Breaker. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. This was this was weird. Is is Joe Gacy the Riddler? Is this a fucking Batman storyline? Well, he's definitely not PC police Joe Gacy anymore, it seems. No. No, he's not. Not even a little bit. Where was Harland? Um, I don't I don't care. <laughs> I hate how they're 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 booking that guy too. Not that I think he deserves to be booked better because I don't think he has any talent in the ring yet. But Oh shit. Damn it. What? <laughs> what? I completely forgot about an article I read. It was a Triple H interview. Okay. Um so we're talking about NXT right now. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll just go off a little bit. 
I read a Triple H, an interview that Triple H had this week, uh, and he was asked about the NXT 2.0, uh, how he felt about it, what the whole concept behind NXT 2.0 was. And uh, I thought he brought up some good points. And he he really he really made it clear that NXT is the developmental brand. So he went into how NXT, like when we all started watching it, had a cult following. It was on the network. And then it got it got moved to TV, which was awesome or great for NXT. Once it got to NXT, and so while it was on the network, it was de- definitely a developmental brand. It was building stars to be ready for the main roster. When it got to the t- to TV, about six months later, the pandemic hit, and th- now they have a TV deal, and they need to keep people watching despite the fact that there are no fans in the audience and. We're doing like a silent stadium show kind of thing. Um, and he he went into saying that because of that, they kind of got away from their developmental picture, and then they they uh, I I totally just got distracted. Yeah, they now now that the was, the, the pandemic the pandemic era is over, they have to get back to that that developmental picture. And that's where NXT come, NXT 2.0 comes in. And he, he goes into saying some of the stars that we're trying to push on NXT, we're trying to build, and they are not ready for the main roster. And yeah. we're trying to get them ready for the main roster. And I, it, it kind of brought some light to the situation, and I kind of I kind of un- understood what he was saying. They, it, yeah, he made it seem like they know that they those people are not TV ready, which we've yeah. seen. Uh, and I can appreciate that a lot. Um, just a little bit of self-awareness within the company about 2.0 at this point. Yeah. And, and, and he went uh, into saying that they couldn't do the not ready for TV thing. Cause they still needed to maintain their TV deal. Yep. So I yeah, liked exactly. it. Exactly. It was a good, a good way of explaining NXT it. Level up. For people that are not even ready for not ready for, uh, for, for even for NXT. <laughs> uh, but Yeah. <laughs> So I like that. Uh, that being said, getting back into the Joe Gacy thing, uh, Braun Breaker chased chased Joe Gacy around the entire uh, whatever the stadium's called, CWC, CWC, to to get us to the end of the night, where he finally meets Joe Gacy on some platform, and Joe Gacy pushes him the fuck off of it, and I was very shocked. Dude, I didn't finish NXT, so what you're telling me right now is news. Yeah, he he was on some high platform. Last match. Yeah, he uh he was on some. It was after the last match. Uh, he got to he was on some high platform and he was like, "I want to fight you at whatever the name of that next uh weekly weekly pay per view level show is." Spring breaking. Spring breaking, and and he's and Braun Breaker says yes, and then he just pushes him off the platform through some tables lower down and Braun Breaker's just broken uh down there at the end of it. Whoa, Braun broken. Braun broken. So so you you were able to Bron, see him Bron's, fall? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like uh the corporate headquarter money in the bank when Rey Mysterio and Aleister Black died. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Literally. Okay. <laughs> Going back to COVID era. Something else. I'm talking about something else that we fucking hated. <laughs> yeah so uh that wasn't fun 
so yeah, that's all I really want to talk about with, with uh, Brown Breaker. We kind of already talked about how Grizzled Young Vets, who are no longer Grizzled Young Vets, got jobbed out to uh, Legato. Legato. Uh, pretty Deadly had their first title defense, and they came out on top. They defended the titles against... Loomis uh, and... Uh, oh, yeah, Loomis Duke. and uh, Duke Hudson. Duke Hudson. That's a, that's a weird tag team. But yeah, I guess it's, it's weird where, that they, where it they're was. friends now. Not not quite friends, but you know, but we'll, we'll like teaming together. Yeah, so that was a really good match. Uh, and then for the rest of the night, we had a, a the week early uh, debut of Roxanne, Roxanne Perez. Let's not was it Roxanne Perez? Her name here is Roxanne Perez, but let's all remember this is Roxy, yeah. the former Ring of Honor World Champion. Making yeah. her debut and winning over JC Jane. Yeah, that was that was pretty yeah. big. With distraction, but yes. A win is a win is a win is a win. Yeah. So uh so that was good, man. Like she I I do like I, I do like Roxanne and Roxy in the ring. Yep. Uh with, with what you were saying that she's super young, like twenty years old. Yeah, I'm excited so to see what she can do. I, on that same note, am excited for 10 to 15 years of Roxanne versus Cora Jade. <laughs> the new Randy Orton versus John Cena is Roxanne versus yeah, Cora Jade. <laughs> Hell We're going to yeah. have 12 pay-per-views yeah. out of 15 with those two facing each other. Sign me yeah. up when they're ready. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just stoked to see her on the, on the main car, on the NXT card that quickly. And I was really excited that she had a big win in her first match. I was stoked. I was super stoked. Yeah. Yeah. Other um, than that, did you guys have anything else for NXT? I had one match that stuck out to me that we haven't talked about yet. And it's Carmelo Hayes versus Santos Escobar. Oh, yeah. Which was really good. It as was. For, for, for as long as it was. Um, does Tony D'Angelo have a gang now? Yeah, it well, looks like we, he's we, got a pot, little a little mean street posse with him, or an <laughs> East Street gang, <laughs> a Northeast I Street so. gang. <laughs> the yeah, Jersey I don't, City Boys. Uh, he denied that those those goons that were outside of the ring had anything to do with him. That were dressed so. exactly like him, but they yeah. wore the hats. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can't you can't prove that. You can't prove that it was. But they it was wore his, hats. His, they wore they hats wore. that looked like Tony's. And they wore the same <laughs> colors, black and red and white. They were all the same. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Are you stupid or something? Clearly, those were Tony's guys. He's got oh, a gang now. I forgot that Natalia had a match, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Kita Lions versus Natalia is going to be interesting. Mm, yep. Lots of thick. Mm, Lots yep. of C's in that match. On that thick. Well, there's like 12 C's in that match. Um, you want to <laughs> move on to Dynamite then? Finish it out. Yeah, let's let's move on to Dynamite. NXT had a down week here. Yeah, I agree. Um, so we've already talked about the CM Punk and Dustin Rhodes match. How it was good. Uh, after the match, CM Punk and Hangman come face to face. It looks like we. I mean. 
probably going to get Hangman and Punk at Double or Nothing. I don't see how he don't. Yeah. CM Punk's been beating a lot of people in one-on-one matches recently, so I would, if I were a betting man, which most of the time I am, I would bet on that matchup. Um, I think was Dynamite also where we had that trios match with the Blackpool, the Combat, Blackpool Club. Combat Club versus yeah. whoever the fuck they face. Dante Martin. Uh, Dante Martin. Brock that's Anderson. okay. That's where this question comes from. Okay, yeah, because they face Dante Lee Moriarty and uh, Arn Anderson's son. Um, I thought of like. <clears throat> If it, it, who who should be the next person to join Blackpool Combat Club, if anyone? Like, do, are you guys comfortable with them being a trio, or should they continue to recruit more people? I like it as a trio better than I like it as a sing, as a tag team. Like Wheeler Yuta was a really good addition. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do you have someone picked out that you're like asking this question specifically because you have picked someone out? No, I don't. I literally was just asking. Yeah, I don't know if I have anyone that they've they've even hinted at that I like. Um, I think if we're gonna go with like that, like enforcer, like tough as nails gimmick, Brock Anderson makes sense. But I saw I saw an article that was asking if Samoa Joe was the right move for the next member of the Blackpool Combat no, Club. Samoa Joe needs his own thing. So. Um, now that we're talking about Dante Martin being in this match, uh. Notice he wasn't there with his brother. Yeah. I read that Dar- Darius Martin is uh, out on injury again. Oh, God. Oh, that sucks. That does suck. That dude can't stay healthy. Yeah, which sucks because he's so young. So if he's injury prone so young, he's that's that's early retirement territory. It, was it um, during the Young Bucks versus Top Flight match that he got injured? Yeah, I guess it had to have been. That was that was their last match, Yeah. right? That sucks. Um, it does. Mm. After that match, yeah. though, they announced the uh, the big pay per view. Huge, huge, and hey, the internet's hey, blowing up with quick. dream matches. So, so the yeah the and the internet is blowing up with dream matches for this. So, yeah, could, I think could. I think Forbidden Door is going to be. Fucking amazing. My only question for you is AEW has squashed impact in almost every turn. AEW squashed Ring of Honor at Supercard of Honor. Is AEW about to squash New Japan? I don't know. I think it could be a 50-50 thing. But obviously, so that they're people are calling for Kenta, or Kenta is calling for Kenta versus uh CM Punk for a go to sleep versus a go to sleep. And yeah, I'm down. Oh, the other one I saw was Will Ospreay versus uh, Pac, or Pac was. Uh, so oh yeah, because it went it, the last last time they they fought it went to a a countout, right? It went to a draw of some kind. So yeah, so that that could be good. Um, John Moxley's clearly uh, going to face somebody in like the U.S. title picture from New Japan, or Bushi. Oh man, if it's a Bushi, holy shit! Um, not to mention, let's I want, not forget that Jay White made a fucking appearance here and basically said he's the fucking man. I, I want Bullet Club and the Undisputed Elite to, to team up here 
and just do a full Bullet Club member thing. You know, the Good Brothers are back in Bullet Club. He's over in Impact and in New Japan Strong, just fucking killing it. What if at this pay-per-view, you got the Undisputed Elite, all ex-Bullet Club members, some of them, most of them, plus Bullet Club, like, teaming up and getting, like, a huge Bullet Club thing going? Yeah, that'd be cool. But I, I'd like to see a... I'd rather see him face off. I, yeah, I, I'd like to see a full pay-per-view that was in, uh, New Japan versus AEW. But with that being said, I also call for uh, saw, saw a call for the return of the Golden Lovers, which... If that's Cody, if that's uh, Kenny Omega's return, that'd who, be pretty who cool. Who is the Golden Lovers? Him and uh, Coda. Him, him and Coda, yeah. Who and who? Him and Coda Ibushi? Ken, Kenny yeah, Omega Kenny and Coda Ibushi. Oh. Yeah. Before I was talking to y'all, I didn't watch much New Japan at all. So I don't have a great backstory of New Japan. But Kenny Omega's got to return for this thing, right? Yeah, I think I think this is his return. Um. Yeah, so that's all I have to really say about that. Um, Wardlow won over the Butcher as expected. Um, kind of. I hate go- that they kept calling them a pig. I don't like the word pig when referred to human beings. Unless it's cops, right? I, I don't even like that. I don't. I don't like pig being a, <laughs> a term for anybody. And I yeah, hated I got that you. MGF kept saying it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this, uh, this was an all right match. I don't love the butcher, but that's all right. Yeah, that was just, it was just there. I mean, it's just there to push Wardlow as this like dominating feature. Yeah. And to build the next match of MJS, MJF versus Wardlow. Well, then Wardlow we had versus uh, the Lance Archers happening next. And that's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. I love that Jake the snake is back. Yeah, the big snake made an appearance, took the money from MJF, and we're gonna get Lance Archer with Wardlow very soon. Yep. Uh, next, we had Jungle Boy and Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly picked up another win against one half of the uh, tag team champions. I love that this was just a clean fucking pin. There was no interference. There was no Bobby uh, Bobby Fish. There was no Luchasaurus. It was just one on one, and they gave Kyle O'Reilly a clean pin over jungle boy i love that yeah kyle o'reilly getting pushed big plus thank you dynamite yeah. for doing what nxt well, we to wanted do. nxt to do yeah yeah did you see the, the set i had a crowd sign for this one did you see the sign in the crowd no i didn't it said kyle o'reilly fears wagner von wagner von Wa- oh <laughs> oh yeah That's, that, that sucks um yeah so that that was good love Kyle Riley glad to see that he's uh he's doing he, he's going to be in that tournament Kyle Riley could really realistically be the this this generation's own heart I honestly believe that he wins titles in smaller companies but in like the big companies he's always just like that huge technical wrestler that's always like should be given a title but never does yeah yeah I can yeah. see it I can see what you're saying Kyle um, man. With uh, Hook's Hook's debut, I have nothing to say really about the actual match. Just it wasn't Dan a great Housen, match, dude. Uh, Dan Housen's first match back from injury will be against Hook. 
I am so fucking stoked to see Danhausen in the ring, man. And will will Danhausen be Hook's first loss? No. What, what's your thought? No. All right. Hook, <laughs> Hook will be Danhausen. It will be a it will be a, an entertaining match, but there's no way that Hook wins that match. I mean, Hook loses All that right. match. Yeah. All right. Uh, then we had a debut. It was uh, Danielle Camella, who is formerly known as. I texted you guys about it this week. Vanessa Damn, Bourne. I texted you. Vanessa Bourne. Yep. Uh, Danielle Camella is Vanessa Bourne. She made her AEW debut, and she lost in it. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker uh, is now in the Owen Hart tournament for the woman. And the match, again, the match happened. It wasn't a great match. I thought that the promo afterwards had some highlights, though, uh... Oh yeah, I, I took a note on this. DMD but go ahead. mentioning Tony Storm, mentioning the status of the women's division. She calls out Ruby Soho for like not being on television. She calls out Tony Storm and then makes a reference to getting pied in the face on SmackDown. Yeah, she said she said if you thought cake in the face was bad, just wait till you see what I do to you. And I was Good like, boy. damn. I think that we're and, yeah. easily going to get a Tony Storm versus Britt Baker match in the tournament. If it's not the final, I would be shocked. I would be shocked. I think it's going to be the final. And I think Britt Baker's going to win the final over Tony Storm. It's exactly what AEW always does. They they give a big so far in every tournament they've had, there's been a big debut, or it's like any battle royale that they do. Big debut shows up. Last till near the end, either wins it or gets very close to winning it. I would pick that Tony Storm goes very far in this tournament, but doesn't win it because Britt Baker is involved. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. Uh, and then Tony Storm will spend time on dark and elevation. 100%. <laughs> Unfortunately. Unfortunately, that's exactly where Tony Storm And then Storm she's going to be unhappy with her booking. Yep. And then she's going to be unhappy with her booking and uh, I don't know, maybe leave the company, <laughs> which is uh, kind of what Britt Baker talked about during her, her promo, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, which got cringy. It definitely got cringy. Yeah. It was not the, right. be- it was not nowhere near the best DMD promo. Yeah. But she brought up some good points. Um. And then we had the highlight of the show, which was the main event. It was the coffin match versus Darby Allen or Darby Allen versus Andrade El Idolo. I said highlight. I don't think it was the best match of the show, actually. Now that I'm uh, I'm thinking back to it. No, I think the opener was the best match. Definitely was the best match. Uh, yeah, CM which, Punk for shout out shout, shout out to Dustin Rhodes again for being 50 whatever age he is. Uh yeah, actually, the coffin match. Good though, it was good. It, it wasn't great. I I jumped the gun. There were um, some cool spots in this match. The fact that Darby provided the coffin and it had the thumbtacks on the underside of the the lid was a was a very cool, uh, an original twist on a coffin match. I've never seen that, and that was very interesting i was very interested from the very beginning when andrade went to grab the coffin lid and like looked at his hand in pain the whole rest of the match i was just like what's in the fucking coffin because it wasn't sting he's already 
in the crowd. Yeah. What's on the fucking coffin? It was thumbtacks all over the lid, and they used that excellently against uh, Jose and Andrade. I just hate that we're still burying Andrade. I do, too. Um, that being said, Andrade did lose the match. Yeah. Darby gets a win. Is Darby Allen in the coffin match the new Undertaker and the Hell in a Cell? Could be. I mean, but also it could be the new Undertaker in a coffin match. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I just don't think that Darby Allen's going to lose many of these coffin matches, if any at all. I mean, I think that Undertaker never lost a coffin match, right? And he did he did lose the first Hell in a Cell. Yeah. But I don't think he, I don't remember him ever losing a coffin match. I don't either. He beat he beat Miro in it. Yeah. In Saudi Arabia. Yeah. That was that was the last Undertaker coffin match. Ugh. Jesus, I forgot that happened. Yeah. Um Yeah. I don't know. That's all that's all I got. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have any other notes for Dynamo. We already talked about how much I hate Sammy Guevara now. So, yeah, we did talk about that. <laughs> uh, so that being said, I'm uh, pretty much ready to close out this show. You got unless you got any uh, last rounds. Sorry to our fans. Dylan had to to Dylan had to uh, back out here near the end of the show, but uh, it's okay. He hopefully will be back next week. If not, he'll be back in two weeks but next week we got a great show for you we got uh we got wrestlemania backlash for our retro beer ratings which is a great uh which is a great lineup for the week after that which is when we're going to be making our predictions for wrestlemania backlash so we got backlash backlash and backlash in the next three episodes so that's all that's all we really got this week as always you can follow us on twitter at ddt wrestlepod Remember to rate, review, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. We've been the Drunk Dudes, Joe, Chad, and Dylan, and we'll catch you on down the road. I was thinking about...